0: From Hollywood, it's time now for... Johnny Dollar. Have you
1: found Donald yet, Mr. Dollar? Have you been... Oh, this is Dorothy Harkness. Yeah,
0: I know. And no, I haven't found Donald Cronin. He
1: wasn't at his uncle's place? Johnny, you must find him. Talk to him. Talk him out of making the trip to Egypt. Dorothy. If he does, he'll die. His uncle will see to it that he dies. Look, Dorothy. find him and
0: stop him. I'm afraid it's a little late for that. What? He took off on a direct flight to Egypt early yesterday. Oh, no. Has at least a 36 hour start, at least. Johnny, you must go after him. On the first plane I can get to Cairo. Tonight, and every weekday night, Bob Bailey in the transcribed adventures of the man with the action packed expense account. America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. From Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to Inter-Allied Life Insurance Company, Crutchfield Square, Hartford, Connecticut. Assignment, The Curse of Kamashek Matter. Expense account continued. <laughs> Item 10, taxi, train to New York and cab to the airport, $9.45. Item 11, round-trip plane fare to Cairo, Egypt, $1,305. was tired, and the steady drone of the four powerful engines lulled me to sleep in no time. I think I might have slept most of the way to Paris, which was to be our first stop, except for hunger pangs and the appropriate ministrations of a very attractive stewardess. Usually on such a long flight, I try to make friends with everybody aboard, just to shorten the trip. And I did this time, except for one man who sat four or five seats behind me. He was a rather hefty individual, dark complexioned, about 30, I'd guess, who didn't budge from his seat during the entire flight. And every time I approached him to pass the time of day, he immediately made like he was asleep. So he wanted to be alone. But when I settled down into my seat, next to a lovely petite brunette named Carolyn, who was... Now, that's beside the point, except for purely personal reasons that I'll pursue further when I get back to the States. Uh, yeah. But the point is that in pimping a bit and replenishing her lipstick, she held up a small mirror compact... And reflected in it, I could see that the dark complexioned man was not only quite wide awake, but watching me every second of the ride. In a rather strange way, too. Concentrated. Like you'd watch a fly you're planning to swat. Then every time I'd turn around, he'd promptly shut his eyes and feign sleep again. Finally, it was early evening, we sat down at Le Bourget, the airport on the outskirts of Paris... Since this was Carolyn's destination, during the short layover, I helped her get her baggage and extracted the promise of a date in New York when she returned in the fall. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Paris does it. Well, anyhow, after she piled into a taxi, I wandered around for a bit thinking and decided to reboard the plane, look up the dark, silent passenger, and have it out with him. But apparently I'd waited too long. As I passed a narrow sort of alley beside a baggage shed, he decided to have it out with me. In here, darling, quick. Huh? What? In here. where we won't be seen. Oh, now just a minute, fella. Who are you? What do you want? Just this. What, what? what? This. you Stop. You don't. <coughs> All right now. now what was a big idea, mister? You gonna talk or do you want some more of this? All right. All right, I'll talk. We'll put you up to this. Come on, no, come on. No, I can't tell you that. You want a bet? But... All right, now start talking. I said... All right. All right, I'll talk, I'll talk. It was Turnbull. It was Turnbull. What? Turnbull? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Frederick Turnbull. Why? Oh, how should I know? I, I do a lot of strong arm for him. Go on, go on. I'm sure he pays me good to get you out of the way, so I should ask questions. Well, maybe he'll have a few to ask you if you ever get back to the States, and I'll roll over. Huh? No. Oh. Oh, hey. All right. Hey, what are you you doing? That's right, it's my passport. That's right, mister. That's exactly what it was. When you get back on your feet, you can try to figure out how to go on from here without it. Blessing your dirty... Sorry, buddy, I gotta catch a flight! (laughs) I suppose I should have turned the unfriendly thug over to the French police, but figured he'd have trouble enough lacking a passport to keep him out of my way for a while. The only charges I could make against him would be for assault. Time was of the essence, too. Since Donald Cronin actually was two days ahead of me, and it was important that I join him at the tomb of Kamashek as soon as possible. At least so I thought. Until I entered the main building of the airport again and heard my name being called on the PA system. The information desk showed me where to take a transatlantic phone call. Johnny Dollar. Dollar, this is Eric Turnbull. Well, well... Thank
1: goodness I was able to reach you during your Paris stopover.
0: I'm glad you did, Mr. Turnbull, because there are a couple of things I want to talk to you about.
1: When you uh, return, Mr.
0: Donald... What's the matter with right now?
1: And may I suggest that you take the first plane back here that you can
0: get? First, I want a little explanation for a beating I just took from... Wait a minute, wait a minute. What did you say? Uh, come back
1: here and we'll settle our accounts. The, the, the case is closed.
0: The... what?
1: Donald is dead.
0: Where? How?
1: I just received word from one of the members of the expedition. In Egypt? Yes, the the curse of Kamoshek has been fulfilled.
0: Or was he murdered?
1: I'm afraid it was the same mysterious death that's overtaken so many who have violated those old tombs.
0: Well, I don't believe it any more than you believe in that so-called curse the last time I talked to you. I know. I was wrong letting the boy go. Look, Mr. Turnbull, things just don't make sense at all. (laughs) Come back, Mr. Dollar, and we'll talk about it here. Listen to me. Yes? Before I decide what I'm going to do, I want to know why you hired a thug to try to put me out of the picture. What? I... I I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you don't. Well, he made it plenty plain that he's handled strong-arm jobs for you before. That's impossible. Gave me your name as the man who's hired him many times, Frederick Turn... Whoa. Hold it. Hold it a minute. Dollar, I'm, I'm very sorry, but I have to leave... Maybe done. I will go back to New York at that. Mr. Dollar! It suddenly dawned on me that I must have been slightly befuddled by the partial beating I'd taken earlier. You know, when the thug made his little confession a few minutes before. I'll talk, I'll talk. It was Turnblow hired me. Frederick Turnblow. Frederick Turnblow, he'd said, instead of Eric Turnbull. Sure, they sound alike. But a guy who's done a lot of strong-arm jobs, knows the guy, the right name of the guy that hired him, that can mean only one thing. Someone had instructed that thug to say he'd been hired by Turnbull. But who? I canceled out the rest of my flight to Cairo, made reservations back to New York, and then while waiting for that plane, ran of item 13, $82 American on phone calls to whomever I could dig up among the Egyptian government authorities who'd been overseeing the excavation of Kamashek's tomb. What little I learned was pretty much summed up by the British doctor who'd been a member of the expedition.
1: Very mysterious, Mr. Dollar. You see, because of the superstition about violating the tomb, only two of our people even touched any of the bones we found within it. Yeah? And incidentally, that is all we found. The tomb had been thoroughly ransacked by
0: thieves, or oh, probably centuries ago. Yeah, but you were saying, Doctor... Oh, yes, yes. Only two touched any of the remains.
1: One was a native carrier, as soon as the bones had been properly sprayed where they preserved it. Uh-huh. And the other was Donald Cronin, who, for some reason or other, wrapped up the bones and sent them by air to his uncle, a, uh, Mr. Eric Turnbull in the United States.
0: Oh. Well, oh, go on, go on.
1: Well, that's really all, Mr. Dollar... Except, of course, that both of them have died of some strange malady that the authorities have not been able to determine. And that's why the
0: tomb has been officially closed again. Hey, listen, tell me something. Could the bones have been accessible to anyone before those two touched them? Yes, to anyone in the party. Well, now, don't tell me that you suspect... Oh, listen, mister, I don't know what I suspect. But I don't believe it was any curse of a long-dead pharaoh that killed those two men.
1: What happened to those who entered the tomb of Tutankhamen for some years ago, and then the
0: tomb of King... Look, tell me this. Will you have any of the expedition returned to America?
1: Well, of course, the authorities have here no reason for
0: holding them. You haven't answered my question. No.
1: Well, only the two young men that Donald
0: brought along with him... Who were they? Uh, Carl Fortina. Oh, who's he? From New York. Like Donald himself, he's an archaeologist. And the other? One of his colleagues at the museum in, uh... Hmm. I, I believe it's in Stamford. What's his name? Oh, he's a young osteological expert, son of a curator at the museum, as I recall. What?
1: And his name is Walter Harkness. Well, I'll be. But surely you
0: don't. Think Doctor, it's... you go right ahead and hang those two deaths on good old King Kamashek. Me? I'm going after a couple of live suspects. was plenty of time before the New York plane for a quick look for my heavy-handed pal in the alley where I'd left him. But he'd either crawled away or been picked up by the gendarmes and I didn't have time for a session with them. Item 14, 150 for some food. Then aboard the plane and we took off. Ah, it was a rough case to figure. Actually, of course, the insurance angle was done and over with. It ended with Donald Cronin's death and two people would benefit by his death, both of them number one suspects. One, his uncle, Eric Turnbull, who would now take over the million-dollar estate. The other, Dorothy Harkness, who would gain a big chunk of life insurance money, along with the museum, of course, that her father... who hold everything. Her father, Adam Harkness, who opposed her marriage to Donald, who looked on him simply as a source of income for the museum, who... Hold everything is right. There was the son, too, Walter Harkness, who ducked back to the States the minute Donald died... How did he fit into this? Believe me, in spite of all the talk in it, the belief in it, the one thing I was sure had nothing to do with the whole matter was the curse of Kamashek. Nevertheless, call it hunch or whatever you like, the more I thought about it, the more certain I became that I'd find all the answers in a package that Donald had mailed back to the States. A package containing the bones of Pharaoh Kamashek.
1: Dollar. Hello, Haskins. Mr. Turnbull, then? Yes, and I'm sure he wishes to see you. It's a frightful thing about Master Donald, isn't it, sir? How does Mr. Turnbull feel about it? Terribly broken up, sir. I'll bet. Oh, but, but please come in. He's in the library. Thanks. He just received a package the poor boy sent to him before he... Wait, Haskins. Has he opened it yet? He was examining the contents when the doorbell... Re- Good heavens. Mr. Turnbull! fallen from his chair, Mr. Dollar. Mr. Dollar, he's... Oh, no.
0: Here, Haskins. He's dead. Now here's our star to tell you about the final episode of this week's story. Before I do, please let me thank you for the letters you keep sending us about the program. So many come in every day that it's become quite a chore to answer them, but you know something? I love it. As a matter of fact, your letters are appreciated by all of us who are involved in the production and presentation of the show. Our director, the writers, the various members of our cast, and our excellent technical crew. So please don't stop. Tomorrow, the wind-up and a sorry example of what the lust for money can sometimes do to nice people. Join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. truly johnny dollar starring bob bailey is transcribed in hollywood it is produced and directed by jack johnstone who also wrote this week's story be sure to join us tomorrow night same time and station for the next exciting episode of yours truly johnny dollar roy rowan speaking